Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, just getting in. Oh, man, the weather is getting uh, cold out there. I mean, we're getting cold all over here. So hopefully uh, people are enjoying themselves, uh, having coffee or hot tea, whatever you like to drink, whatever your favorite cup is. I know I like a little uh, coffee. I love coffee. I'm not going to say I like a little bit of it. Well, let's go ahead and get started with the show. This is going to be Series 1, Episode 11. And thank you so much for joining family and friends who've supported me out there in casting world. I really appreciate you. And especially uh, my best friend in New York. Hey, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And and all the comments that you're giving me uh, are really great. And then also uh, the uh, businessman extraordinaire uh, down there in Mississippi. I want to thank you as well for listening uh, and also uh, supporting me and uh, giving me your comments as well. So with that said, we'll go ahead and start the show. Uh, What are we going to be talking about today? Hmm. Well, like I said, relationships ain't easy. And we're going to be covering a lot of stuff based upon relationships. And I guess everything else you can imagine that goes with relationships. And I think that's a lot. I mean, working, employee, uh, husband, wife, a lot of things go with having a good relationship. So today's topic is when you're outside of the problems, the conflict is in control. And that's one of the reasons I really believe that every conflict is the same. Because when you're outside of the problem, you allow the conflict, the, the, the conflict to be in control. And I'm not one of those people who thinks you can really change the world by turning it upside down on its head. Surprise, you don't build rapport with BS. Maybe with amateurs. That's why every conflict is exactly the same. Black or white, green or yellow. It doesn't matter who's listening. Pointedly, BS is repulsive. Not even close to negotiating. The clandestine part about conflict is the difficult part of resolving it. Everyone knows about the law, even if we haven't fully researched many of them for ourselves. For example, every school-age kid knows stealing is a crime. Our laws leave no stone unturned. Throughout my various careers, I've been shepherdizing cases for well over 30 years. Believe me when I tell you, 
it's rather easy to file a lawsuit. But that sort of thing is just for the novices. Just like the BS, when you're mostly outside of the problems. Intelligent people have conversations before filing lawsuits. Forget about that quote, fake it until you make it. If nobody has ever sat down and told you the honest truth, you already know that sort of thing ain't working. You see, case law is based upon precedent. But what I've learned painfully is that it doesn't mean the law will always function in a predictable way. Sometimes the law itself isn't that rational. I encourage you to visit several courtrooms where judges do their absolute best to try to come up with the right decisions. In other words, we can never predict the overall bad or good outcomes of a court hearing. A judicial decision often involves psychological, economics, and political theory in addition to the law itself. In this case, conflict is a personal fife. The main point here is that from the first couple of words out of a person's mouth, everything you've said doesn't have to end necessarily in a conflict. Naturally, everything you say and do can always be more carefully planned and thoroughly thought out and more perfectly aligned with your own objectives, including their goals. Out with the BS, right? However, that's really no bigger secret either. The best of us get lost in our emotional and logical certifications every day. You can almost bet on someone acting extremely irrational, especially when their emotions have been triggered. Maybe we need to look closer at the psychological aspects of a conflict. Maybe that's the real big issue. Hmm. Or maybe it isn't. More than likely, it all depends on how you see your own conflicts. What if I told you no contract is ever truly binding? Again, what if I told you no contract is ever truly binding? Would that even surprise you? You see, contracts are only binding when they've been legally enforced before a sitting judge. It's also really not clear whether any contract will ever hold up in a court of law. I mean, it just depends on you following every single correct letter of the written laws, which are mostly extremely complicated at best. But don't take this as personal or some kind of legal advice. I mean, think about the alternatives you can create besides injuries, insults, and war. Most of the time, 
We all come out emotionally and psychologically injured in battles. In this case, let's put a spin on processing contracts for now. What if the new law regarding contract enforcement now says you must hire a court certified lawyer and schedule a court hearing before a judge and all before you supposedly get the legal contract signed. Would you ever want to wait around for that? I don't think so. It's a waste of time and not the proper use of court resources entirely because everyone is learning more ways than you could have ever imagined how to make their contracts bulletproof. There's over 100 contract clauses to know and then get a lawyer to interpret. If contracts were so extremely comprehensive, there wouldn't be so many lawsuits. However, I've never seen a perfect contract clause or contract either. Why? Because a perfect contract or clause in the contract itself would simply imply or rather obviously indicate that everyone in the legal field, wait for it, is extremely fair in making their contracts comprehensible on both sides of the equation. However, what if we could possibly avoid courts and the monkey see, monkey do psychological approaches of adversarial relationship mindsets, including the transactional contracting relationship approaches, and then decide to quickly resolve our own disputed matters? Now, wouldn't this be a much better way to do it? According to my favorite professor, that really depends. I say the biggest issue for everyone is simply staying within the problem itself. I've learned we can overcomplicate a bottle of water. That's why sometimes courts are like school playgrounds. Too much emotional psychological play warfare, and overly complicated, energized noise. When you leave court, you don't feel stress-free. It's like being hit by a Mack truck. Even the judges are just as surprised as we are that we can't ever come up with our own comprehensible, reasonable solutions we tend to go directly outside of the problem. I wonder why we do that. We mostly focus too much on the accolades of winning. We want to destroy each other with those tall mountains of extremely complicated, carefully prepared adversarial mindset documents. I mean, you wouldn't believe me if I told you how much paper gets dragged in and out of the courthouse every day. And I'm not sure if any of it's 
comprehensible, or in layman's terms, easier to read. You know what? I'll tell you what. I remember one of the first time I was working as a paralegal, and this was many years ago in Palo Alto. I was down in the dungeon, and I couldn't go home. I had to work over 20 hours. I'm not going to say which firm, but we all know which firm is down in Palo Alto and one of the biggest ones out there. And so I was down in the dungeon trying to get through a 100-page contract. And back then with one of the smallest companies that's now one of the biggest companies. And I remember I spent weeks and weeks. It was a 100-page contract. Okay, to be completely honest, I would want a bulletproof contract, wouldn't you? And a bulletproof lawyer. However, the court should be the last resort to come together and resolve our mutually regarded pressing issues. I also don't think it's clearly uh, practical advice or logical to decide to go to war or kind of just say, look, you know, I'm not going to resolve the problem. The other problem with agreements is we simply don't listen to each other for any length of duration. And we unfortunately never entirely use the proper communication tools either. What tools am I referring? Maybe considering your Pluto and Uranus in the conflict in the conflict uh, equations. Again, maybe considering your Pluto and Uranus in the conflict equations. You see, when you decided to form a supposedly legally binding relationship, what you did mostly was the unconsciously entering into a highly evolving and impossibly complicated, highly charged relationship. I mean, an awfully bad relationship is like sitting in an electric chair with a slow burn because you can't seem to control the situation. But there is absolutely nothing which charges us more than sex, Romance, having an affair, love, money, power, disregard, and being completely misunderstood, heartbroken, destroyed, and unheard. Am I right? However, not knowing how to communicate in a relationship creates massive emotional uncertainty. Therefore, contracts and all types of conflicts or other forms of disputes are exactly the same. They aren't bulletproof, folks. Comely, they're all adversarially aligned. Now, the cure to this conundrum is simply taking the time to listen more carefully and change your mindset. Practically speaking, 
aligning what truly matters. Staying within the problem itself, not outside of it. Again, BS is for the novices. You can't gather the information you need to resolve your problems without first developing direct, massive rapport, both on an unconscious and conscious level. For example, don't get a divorce because you're going broke or file for bankruptcy because you can't pay your bills. You have an honest conversation about your finances first. The same with any other supposedly bulletproof agreement. Don't quit. Talk about it first. A one-sided argument or court judgment isn't a win-win either. It's like hearing the music before the note. You see, everyone loses when you don't qualify the problem. Therefore, people are warring against each other every single day in their relationships, and some are filing pointless, fictitious court claims without ever truly, dutifully qualifying their problems firsthand. It's like getting on a train ride without ever knowing the true destination. Money in your pocket isn't always the answer to everything. It's obviously kind of mysterious too that we still think other people are truly in charge of our relationship outcomes. Pointedly, it would serve us all much better to somehow finally realize that we didn't get into a relationship with Casper the Friendly Ghost. Now, I personally think the hounds have already been loosed when you don't qualify the problems. If you don't hear the sounds of the conflicts before the conflicts actually happen, you can't get away from them. And many things don't get better. They always seem to get much worse. I wouldn't ever be encouraged to think people made agreements for their worst outcomes. When do you do that? Remember, when you're outside of the problem, the conflict is totally in control of you. In a nutshell, our conflicts become conflicts when we don't hear the other side. Keeping the agreements made are always exact, exactly up to the same two people who made them initially. And let me say that again. Keeping the agreements made are always exactly up to the same two people who made them initially. As I've said, not one single contract is ever that bulletproof or what anyone truly calls legally binding unless you're sitting in court directly before a judge who can enforce the same original contract. Right then and right there on the spot. You might also keep in mind that judges 
aren't in the exaction business. And neither is your lawyer. So don't blame your lawyer or the judge. Decide that you can take charge of your own problems and use rapport to engage in invasive intelligent gathering. Like how bad or big your particular problem appears in comparison to finding the more reasonable solution. Write the positives and negatives down. However, the overall problems continues to be that our promises are too far and few between. It seems we learn to stay outside of the problem. We let it control and consume us. The key here is we need to put much more efforts into having the right kinds of conversations. The conversations about our needs, objectives, and goals. I'll say it again. The conversations about our needs, number one. Number two, objectives. And number three, our goals. Maybe how things have changed about those things. We must also learn how to assert ourselves more and then prepare for the difficult conversations. Not even our green planet stays the same. I'm not perfect is one of the reasons I started this podcast. Nobody's perfect. In fact, all eight planets in the solar system completely orbit the sun in the directions of the sun's rotation. The only exceptions would be Venus and Uranus. The point exactly being, absolutely nothing stays the same. I mean, in 30 years from the day, we may not even recognize ourselves. Admittedly, trust is a much bigger issue and on both sides of the equation. To put it another way, the Pluto and Uranus in our business dealings and personal matters is knowing that you've engaged in these kinds of matrimonial, highly engaged, complicated relationships that will what? Often result in more than just a few conflicts where the two sides do not always come together as they've initially planned. Now, we can look at any conflict the same. As I've said, every conflict is the same. What's happened, folks? I mean, if you're talking about a marriage, you're talking about dating, you're talking about a relationship, you're talking about a son and mother relationship, you're talking about a son and father relationship, a daughter and mother relationship, a daughter and father relationship, or what so have you, or a contract. What happens a lot is that our needs, our objectives, and goals can be in a constant flux of change. Quite simply, any agreement is nothing more than a complex marriage. A marriage is simply nothing more than a contract. Why not? 
It can be a good one or a bad one. But more than likely, it's entirely up to you to move things swiftly forward towards mutual resolutions and much better outcomes. In fact, surprisingly to some, a mortgage is a 30-year long marriage. And let me tell you, it's one of the most expensive marriages that people can ever take up. The good news here is that accepting the reality of various longer and shorter term commitments, whatsoever consequential circumstances, and honestly having those kinds of conversations about the kinds of changes that can occur improves the overall relationships and any good chances of mutually acceptable relations. Um, uh, any good chances of mutually acceptable uh, resolutions. I mean, <clears throat> if you really want to crack the damn safe on your conflicts, align up all the issues. Again, I'll repeat it. What are their needs? What are their objectives? And what are their goals? And then you need to address what are your needs now? What are your objectives now? And what are your goals now? If it's not clicking with the other side, you haven't listened long enough to resolve all the pain points. Now that's virtually foolproof. Lastly, every problem to me is an apex. The law of signs and the law of cosines. We must be calmer and besides what we've been told by the non-communicators out there, look at our own agreements or otherwise our human conflicts as solvable 90 degree angles. Therefore, to solve a problem means to know all three sides and all three angles of it. Every obtuse situation has three vertices and three sides. But most importantly, when you have a few gaps in your own knowledge, you have a few choices to find exactly what fits. And a lot of times, when people don't say much, there's usually three sides. There's someone else causing that conflict. You may be the two in the room, but there's a third equation out there. And like I said, you have to have those conversations and be willing to go there to find out what you can do to align everything to be able to come with a resolution that will work for both of you. It may mean that you may need to get a divorce or it may mean that you need to take that person to court that hasn't paid you. But don't do it before you have the conversation with them. And don't do it before you find out those three angles. Just because you see two, remember there's always a triangle and that's how you solve 
information. It's worked for me and it'll work for you. The best way to get down to it is to have the conversation and solve those three angles. Before I go, I'll leave you with this. This is Andre Veranda Moore, the mediator. Don't leave honest communication up to chance. Human conflicts are always where part of the tension lies. The successful human relationships make you want to stretch out your arms with love. And thank you for joining me, folks, and I hope you have a pleasant day. I'm out of here.